With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Good. Let me put my headphones on. Is your doula at home? Is everything good? Yeah, she, she just got here, and everything is good. I'm just going to set myself up and plug in my charger because I'm running out of juice. Okay. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, uh, yeah. Our last session was really, really helpful. I'm glad. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was. It took a really wonderful turn. I thought. Yeah, yeah. It was really um, interesting to think about it in a more spiritual, less literal way. You know. Yeah. Um, and um, so I've been. A little calmer, a little less weepy, mm-hmm. and um, but I have another topic. My next, my next topic that makes me weepy is that um, I can't really remember from leaving. I can't remember what happened after they took her out and weighed her and told me she was okay. And, like, the next memory, I, I vaguely have a memory of going into the, of seeing my people in the recovery room where people took a picture, that picture of me. But then the next thing I know, I'm sort of waking up in the postnatal room. And so there's, like, a big blackout in my memory of, um, you know, from right after she was born. Yeah. Okay. I just start tapping. And it's very, very likely that that they did do you know what they used? Was it just the epidural that they used to because that's probably when they did they they you know they closed they closed you up. Yeah, I remember they took her out and then I remember when they were taking out my placenta, like I felt that and I felt them working on me. Um mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, her APGAR score and everything was good. And I, I saw her and then and I, I vaguely remember yeah. 
It's okay. Just stay with it and just stop and breathe and just stay with the feeling. It's all right. Allow it to just be present in your body. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to tell me. It's okay. Yeah. So the piece that your body is remembering or is noticing with all, and all the emotion, I'm guessing it's connected with, you know, you did have major surgery. That is a major surgery, and your body, you know, when probably could possibly go into shock or just, but just allow whatever is present to be there. It's okay. It's just okay. It's totally okay. <sighs> I don't think they gave me anything at that point. I don't know, but I think because they had just given me a spinal and that should cover, you know, all the pain or whatever. Yeah. Can I feel... Yeah, go ahead. I wasn't there for her. Yeah. And I... I'm asking my brother and my friends who were there to to remind me of that, you know. Um, and they're, they're going to tell me. But it's just, it's very sad. Okay. Yeah. Because you really wish that you could have been, like, present and conscious and aware the whole time. Okay. Yeah, and active with her, you know, just actively being there. And you, so your brother and other people were there? Yeah, they were in the recovery room. Martha was in the recovery room. And I remember, like, you know, sort of in, apparently I was there for three or four hours, apparently. My doula was there, and she was talking to me, and I, she said that I told her, whatever it is you're saying, I'm not registering right now. <laughs> um, okay. But so I don't she, remember... And so there was a period of, of a, a couple of hours that you were basically not present? Is that what they tell you? Well, my doula said I was in the recovery room for three or four hours, and she stayed there during that time period, and my brother was there, and Martha was there. And I don't really have a memory of it. You know, I remember, I, I kind of vaguely remember, they, she was on me. Apparently, they after they sewed me up and... They did a vaginal swab and um, and they put her on me in the in the operating room and then they they apparently they moved me from the surgical table to another bed. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. And then they wheeled me out into the recovery room and I have a vague memory of seeing every you know seeing people in that photo that you know where I'm sort of ecstatic and, and the babies on me is. Um, I kind of remember that moment, <clears throat> but I don't remember the rest of it. Yeah, it was like a blackout. Yeah. So, what what could and it's and it's the sadness of having lost that moment of not having been there and not having been present for her, right? Yeah, and for me, like you know, her first minutes and hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm sort of like. 
and gripping onto the present moment and not wanting to lose it. Yeah. Like I just I want to hold time and just live in this moment forever. Yeah. Because it's it's so blissful, it's so beautiful. But it's not normal to wanna <laughs> grip that way, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But because that has left you now, when did you actually realize that you had somewhat lost those hours? When they told you or when what happened? When my doula my doula came the last time two days ago, I think it was what day, Tuesday or Wednesday she came. I talked to her just before I talked to you and and we were going over the, the sequence, the time sequence of my birth plan and she was like, Oh yeah, and then the recovery room I was like, What? The recovery room? And I realized then that I didn't I didn't remember that. Okay. So and, yeah. Yeah, and that's what. So, so it was like two days ago that you realized that these had happened. Yeah, and only today was I feeling really emotional about it. Like it, I'm just taking time to process. I guess you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the what is is a feeling of not having been there for her, not having, <coughs> not being conscious? What is it? Sorry, let me cough and drink a little, but. I want to, I want you to consider what is that what is there is it the deep deep sadness and what I hear is that it's from not not having been able to be there for her. Yeah, I just sort of blacked out and I wasn't present. <clears throat> I wasn't present for her. I wasn't present for me. I wasn't present for our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the beginning. It's the beginning moments. Yeah. And they're they're so precious, you know, it's like the first minutes and hours of her life. Yeah. Earthbound, you know, and I just I just feel really sad. Yeah. For her and for me and and for us. And it sounds like this is pretty close to a 10 or a, or a 15, right? Yeah, maybe a 15. Yes, that's what it seems like. But tell me tell me about this, this sadness. To me, it feels like there's a deeper... So it is about not having been present for her. But in a way, this sadness could be covering or could be a layer of some sort of fear that somehow, what is the meaning that you're giving? Like, the not having been present with her, where it's possible that you were blacked out, and she's, I mean, it's a, such an intense, you, you both went through a lot of intensity. Now, do you, where was, where, do you know where she was during that time? Was she in the warming crib? Was she on you? Was she, I think she was, was on me. She was on you, okay. Yeah, so and there's like a photo of me too where I have this, I put this, band, I have this bandana on and I don't remember. Yes, I saw, that, I, saw, I saw that bandana. You look so cute. Yeah, I know. It was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, wow. I can't, I can't believe that you were like, it looks like she was just born and, and you were like, oh, getting it all like cute and nice. And... <laughs> so yeah. that, during that time, she was she was on you. She was even though 
you don't remember a lot about it or pretty I much I think nothing. so. I think so, but I have to find out. Like, I don't, I know she was on me for part of it, you know? Right. right. So they did, it was good that they did that. They put her on me, and that's sort of what we're doing now every day. You know, she gets into this total fetal position and curls up between my breasts, and mm-hmm. her ear is on my, my, over my heart and my lungs, and <clears throat> that's the position we were in from the minute she came out, you know? Yes. Yeah. But I don't know how much of those those hours in the recovery room she was on me versus not on me. Okay. Well, you can find that out, right? Yeah, I can. But she was definitely part of the time she was on you. Yeah. So, so let's look at it. Can you, can you, well, that's actually, let's, well, you're still tapping, right? So let's just yeah. to the point and, and repeat after me. It's just this, I have this deep, sadness for not having been able to be present. I have this deep sadness for not having been able to be present. In the first minutes and hours that she was she was out of me. In the first minutes and hours that she was out of me. Yeah. I feel like those are such precious moments. I feel that they're such precious moments. And somehow I couldn't be present. Somehow I couldn't be present. I don't know exactly what was going on. I don't know exactly what was going on. But something happened that took my consciousness away. But something happened that took my consciousness away. Does that seem right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was conscious. I mean, it wasn't like unconscious, but like in the sense of unconscious, like knocked out. Right, and but, so it doesn't feel like you were conscious, like you're aware, you're awake. Right, right. I wasn't that's aware, right. yeah, and awake yeah. and present, and fully right. alive, like fully perceptive. Right, yeah, that's what I mean like, by unconscious. It's like you were almost yeah. like passed out, like somehow you're, there, was, there were parts of you that were not awake. <sighs> yeah, there were parts of me that were not awake. That were not present to be there with her that were not present to be there with her. And I'm so grateful that she was on me. I'm so grateful that she was on me. Because our bodies were connected. Because our bodies were connected. And I know that my heart and her heart were together. And I know that my heart and her heart were together. Even though my mind was not awake. Yeah, even though my mind was not awake. That doesn't mean that I wasn't alive and there with her. That doesn't mean I wasn't alive and there with her. So it's a possi- there's a possibility that we were both fully connected in a body and emotional way. It's possible that we were fully connected in a body and emotional way. In a spiritual way. <clears throat> in a spiritual way. Even though my mind was not really present even though my mind was not really present. I recognize that I am more than my mind. I recognize that I am more than my mind. Even though I'm a little attached to it. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I'm a little attached to it. Because I like knowing stuff. (laughs) Because I like knowing stuff. And that's the way that I actually know when something happens. And that's the way that I actually know that something happens. And somehow this event 
them how this event passed my took my mind a little took my mind away or required that my mind shut down for a bit. Took my mind away or required that my mind shut down for a bit. I don't really know why. I don't really know why. I could find out. I could find out. Is that a common thing? If it's a common thing. But the truth is that that is what happened to me. But the truth is that that is what happened to me. It was a very intense couple of days. It was a very intense couple of days. And maybe my body just shut down to allow me to process things. And maybe my body shut down to allow me to process things. Which wasn't actually your body. It was just your mind, right? Because your body was there. Yeah, it was actually just my mind because my body was there. Yeah. Yeah. Take a breath. One of the things when we actually experience such deep level of sadness is that we give a meaning to these. Like, you know, these happen and this means that I wasn't there for her or somehow I left her down. These may mean that I'm not going to be able to have the strength or the presence to fully be there. I don't know exactly where you're going. I'm just, you know, sharing possibilities. But yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you're you're giving yeah. it. It's not that. Oh, you know what? You went through something together that was incredibly intense for both of you. You were connected in body and spirit, and your mind was not fully present. I can assure you that your mind was not fully present either. In the sense that it's such a visceral <clears throat> experience. It's a very, you know, very body, very visceral. And my sense, <clears throat> the one thing that is huge when a baby is born is to feel safe and secure, contained, after it's been so contained in your womb that it's coming out and it still feels that container, that, that love. And to me, it feels like she was really contained. Even if you don't remember or recall every minute of what happened or where she was, if she wasn't on you, somebody that in your life actually was with her, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So she was not left in a crib or, you know, held by a, a just a, a, an anonymous nurse. Or she was she was with you and with the people that were there for both of you. Yeah. So. So she, that is the main thing, because that's it. when she, when a little baby is born, it's all about first chakra, which is safety and security. Just feeling that, like, okay, you're you're here, you have arrived, and you're safe. Mm. Yeah. So that she got, and yet there's what is it? What is the the story that you tell yourself about not having been present? Um. That I wasn't providing her what she needed. Okay. Is that true? I don't know. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Sorry, I'm what else? Sorry, I interrupted you. I mean, I woke up the next few day feeling like I was providing her that all all that I could, all she needed from me, I was able to do even in that weird coma state, you know. Yes. <clears throat> Just the physical contact, the, you know, lying on my heart, lying on my skin. Yeah. That that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, you actually, if you think about it, for you know, you also provided a container with your doula, your brother, other people there, to know that, yes, you may not be 100% there, but that she had people that loved her and adored both of you to really take care of her. So you really put in place everything that she needed and beyond, yeah, actually. that's true. Yeah, that's true. You did that for both of you, not just for her, but for you as well. Yeah. Right. So is there, is there a fear that somehow these has, you know, these means that you're, you're not going to be able to protect her all the time, you're not going to be able to be there for her all the time? Do you go to that place, or is it more like... Um... I don't feel like I'm projecting it forward <laughs> because yeah. I, I feel very capable now, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I I feel like I missed out on some early, you know, precious moments. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to miss anything else. I don't I just wanna be <clears throat> completely present all the time, like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put her down. I feed her and hold her and carry her, and I don't want to lose that connection, you know. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's not a bad thing. Like, it's, I don't think it's pathological to <laughs> want to hold your baby, you know. No, of course, of course. And there's going to be somebody that's going to come and say, oh, you're going to spoil her, and then she won't be able to be down. And so what? <laughs> yeah. You know. At some point, I'll take that on, you know. But right now, I don't, I don't, I don't want to let her cry it out. I don't want to let her. I want her to feel that I'm responding to her needs, even if I don't always. It's a little clunky or imperfect, you know. Of course, absolutely. And this yeah. is it is. I, I I never let Sophia cry until she was much much older. Right. Exactly. Yes. No, there's there's no need. There's no need. And she hardly cried. She was like more like you know she would be a little whimper that she was hungry, and I would just pick her up. I was right there. They're like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the approach I'm taking. Yeah, there's no need. There's absolutely no need if you're there. What? Why? You know. Ah. Yeah. How is that sadness right now? It's down to a six. Okay. What would you like to do? How could we how can we create something together if you want to close your eyes and just you know, just something came to me during those moments if you go to what you remember last about them taking her out, they put her in the warming little crib or retinette. Is that one you don't remember anymore? Then I remember shifting. My, once she was okay, and I knew that 
my doula had her hands on her and she was um, providing her um, a feeling of love and attention, you know, safety for me. Then I kind of turned my attention to my body and um, I felt the doctor, you know, working on me (laughs) and with the placenta and sewing me up and all that kind of thing. And that is the last memory I think that I have of that, that feeling, that sensation. Removing the placenta, it was a lot, it was like the second wave of pressure removed from my Mm -hmm. body. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually wish I had seen the placenta. I had put it in my birth plan to look, take a look at the placenta, but by the time we got to the C-section, you know, the birth plan was a little bit out of my, you know. Yeah. I didn't let the doctor read it. So um, I t- asked the doctor to read it. I just was so focused on, you know, let's get, get it going. Of course. Um, yeah. And I would have liked to see the placenta um, okay. because the placenta was a little bit um, mixed. I mean, it did a great job with Sersha, um, mm-hmm. really great job with her, but it put me at risk. You know, it was sort of hostile to me at a couple of different points. In mm-hmm. the beginning with the hyperemesis and then at the end with the preeclampsia. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to eyeball that thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I got, you got a little grudge towards it. It's like, oh, you did a good, but you caused a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. And that's another way in which it's amazing that you really provided for her. Because for Sirsha, that placenta was what kept her alive. Yeah, yeah. It caused, it caused you trouble. But yeah. she was she has been okay. Like, if you think about it, Sirsha has been all right and has been wonderfully okay from day one. Yes, she has. From, She's been, yes. Yeah. I remember you telling me over and over all the time since the day that you found out you were pregnant and you got those photos and pictures and so on, they, it was always you were telling me the baby is great, the baby is doing wonderful, the baby's growing, the baby's great. Yeah. So it was you that, you know, yeah, pregnancy, it's, you know, they tell you that pregnancy is the most natural thing, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, fine, for some people, but not for everybody. <laughs> you know? It's yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah. So... You did amazing for her. The other thing that I have <clears throat> been thinking about recently is, I remember a few weeks ago I was like feeling that I was so focused on the physical aspect of the pregnancy that I wasn't enjoying. There was another, yeah. and I, I wasn't paying attention to the emotional or spiritual aspect of it as much as I would want to. And yeah. And I thought I was missing something. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I figured it out after she was born what it was I was not paying attention to, which is that um, while she was in me, the relationship was just between her and me. Mm. It was just this, you know, little universe with only her and only me. She only had access to me, and I was the only one who had access to her. Yeah. And now, now that she's out, like... Everybody wants a piece of her. (laughs) (laughs) And she can have relationships with everyone, and everyone can have relationships with her. So there was a beautiful, you know, just just a dyad for nine Mm -hmm. months. And I didn't fully 
acknowledge the importance of that, if that makes any sense. And I realize that now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was so preoccupied with not breathing and coughing and nausea and, and yeah. pressure. And, like, I, I regret, you know, I want to have compassion for myself for the, both of these things. Yeah. not be too hard on myself, but. And, and, it, but, and it's also true. So how about, so this is what I'm going to invite you to do. I invite you to just close your eyes. And you can stop tapping, or even if you want to, you can just tap in one point. But just, you know, just close your eyes and go back to the feeling of being pregnant. Mm. Just be going back to all the time where she was inside of you. Yeah. And you be there and remember just, just, so there were a lot of other sensations in your body, and allow those to just be present but not the focus of your attention. Tell me if you can do that. Yeah. Okay. So we could do some tapping to release that. And just bring your attention to just being with her. Yeah, there were, there were some walks that I took when I, I was always taking walks, and I would talk to her. Mm. Out loud, and if I was in the car, I would talk to her out loud, and I would, I would rub her, and I was always, always in some sort of dialogue with her, except like if I were with a client or something. But she never, never left me, you know. Yeah, and you never left her. You were always there, and there were moments where the physical discomfort was, was. You know, getting your attention a bit much, so maybe that yeah. was like in the forefront. But the minute that that subsided, you you were there. Yeah. But can you just really? Um, I want you to like, almost like, create a bubble with all those experiences of talking with her in the car and on your walk. Just maybe before going to bed or waking up. Those moments where it was just you and her just inside of you, and this, this precious connection. Yeah. How does that feel? It feels amazing. And when okay. she moved, she, when she wiggled or something, I would feel her. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. And you can still enjoy that, can't you? Yeah. And I want you to just really, you can go to these space anytime you want and just really, like, treasure and savor the, the yumminess of being together. Even though she's now out, you can still go back and treasure those moments even more. And in your memory, it, becomes, it can become even more yummy. And it's an experience that you can have and she can also have. Yeah, yeah. And how about, just I want you to go back to that moment where you actually, when you noticed that she was in the warming, the warming little bassinet. Mm. Remember, and I want you to, See again that it's you and not your doula. 
that somehow you split attention or somehow your spirit, your heart was just with her in that moment, touching her, her little body, and telling her, I'm right here. And after that, at some point, it's on your body. And you're both, you're both really, really connected and needing to take a little break. Like almost integrating the experience but being together with it. My guess, what I remember from, is that those hours are so important and so exhausting. But it's very common that both mama and baby sleep. There's a kind of a an, an kind of a funny different kind of sleep. Um, like you're not fully awake, you're not fully asleep, but your body's going inward in a deep way to like integrate the experience. Ah, uh, okay. So I invite you to just consider that both of you are doing that, but you're doing it together. So she's on your chest. She's really close. Your hearts are connected. She's right there. Her little body just right there with you. Mm-hmm. And even though your mind is not fully awake and you're not fully present, you're, I want you to notice that there's this, almost like a beautiful bubble of light and there's a spiritual presence that is bonding you together. Mm-hmm. Okay. In this moment, in this moment, I don't know if you want to call in your, you know, your angels and her angels are all there. You know, want to call these spiritual beings? What is your preference? What would you like to call them? Angels are fine, yeah, yeah. I want you to know that this is also a very precious moment. Where even though you were not fully awake, neither of you. You were both given this amazing bonding time, like heart to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Fully, fully supported by all these spiritual, amazing angels that are there taking care of both of you. And I would even invite you to consider the possibility that this was such a beautiful spiritual experience that your mind was not a part of it. Hmm. Interesting. It just came to me. I don't know. If it works, why not? But it was not about your mind or, you know, remembering, but about being so present with her that the rest of the world just disappeared. Just breathe into that possibility. You even told your doula, I, you know, I don't. What was it that it was? You're saying, I know you're speaking to me, but I'm not. I'm not making. It doesn't make sense, or I cannot yeah, register. Yeah. Right. Maybe you're like, you know, my mind is actually having a break right now. I'm having a. My body and my heart and soul are just requiring my attention. Interesting. How does is that does that sound like a, a truth? Does that sound like a possibility? And not it does. It does because you know the next morning I woke up feeling like okay I might not be changing her diapers but 
I'm providing her the most critical thing, which is the skin-to-skin, heart-over-heart intimacy. Yeah. Yes. And beginning to breastfeed. Yeah. But that that is actually, that's what she needed. Yeah. That container and that, that spiritual connection that took place was right there. Maybe yeah. it was even more powerful than you can imagine. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, I guess the, the story I'm telling myself is that I abandoned her. Right. That's it. Seeing that. And I really, really don't think you did in any moment. <sighs> Have it's you ever think? Yeah, go ahead. Like an interplay between providing for her needs and, and taking care of myself, right? Like I had to, yeah. even even in the pregnancy, like being mindful of my symptoms and my, my well-being in order to take care of myself versus paying attention to her and our relationship. Yeah. Like the going back and forth, like the maybe this is about that. Yeah. And also, if you think about it or if you consider that emotionally you both went through a pretty intense, you know, separation, and the fact that you were both connected, she's on you, and you're right there with her, and it's like, okay, now we're reconnecting. Yes, you're no longer with me, like inside of me, but we're right here, and you're continuing to do that, to reconnect with her. Yeah. Yeah, because like, you're like recreating the experience, right? Like, okay, before you were almost like one person, <laughs> or yeah. you felt a bit like that, and now you're like, okay, now you're two, but you're still so much part of each other. I'm just wondering, she gets into the, have I sent you a picture of the fetal cuddle? <laughs> yeah, because I'm yes. wondering if, yeah. I'm wondering if she wants, like, if there's a part of it that wants to be back inside me. Oh, you know what? There, yeah, I noticed when you, when she's inside, she's yes. They're like, there's a part where it feels that's a very safe position. It's extremely safe. This is what her body knew for nine months. She's been yeah. she's been out for like what? Not even like ten days or something like that, right? Yeah, 12 it's days. twelve, twelve days. Yeah, twelve days. It's still, I mean, twelve days compared to like eight full month, her body knows that this is a very comfortable place. My body just goes, oh, Sophia spent like in that position at least, I would say, close to a month. And I was like, okay, this is really comfy. This is just my little yeah. my little cocoon, you know. I'm like very and tight and closed. And, uh, and I don't know if when you change her diaper, but uh, she, she would get really startled. She would not like the idea of being yeah. on her belly, and, I mean, on her back yeah. and so exposed, it's like, oh, this is so much yummier to be close. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, I think it's very, very normal that she's, you know, I'm looking at her right now in the picture you sent me. It's so sweet. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so sweet. And we we spend hours like that. (laughs) It's so great. (laughs) Yeah, they're so yummy. Yeah, no, it's so, so great. No, it's not so much that she wants. I don't think it's wanting to go back. I think it's part of the transition. Okay. I mean, she's really calm. You know, she's not upset. She's, by and large, very chill. Very cool. 
she has she has immense eyes. Her eyes yes. are so powerful. Yes, they are. They're like they're, God. Yeah. They're like she's looking at the world and she's so present and oh, amazing. Did I tell you before she was born? I had this dream where um, I went to get her in the hospital where she was staying, and I I picked her up and I had all this milk in my left breast. I had more than enough milk. And then we, and she nursed, and um, it, was an, it was just a total abundance of breast milk. And then, and then we looked into each other's eyes very, very deeply for a long time. And it was actually exactly, my eyes and my dream look exactly the way they actually look in reality. Wow. It's a deep, rich, you know, dark, yeah. amazing. Are they- are they they're not are they black or they're brown? They're very, very they're dark, beautiful, intense, beautiful eyes. They're sort of like a navy blue, um mm. charcoal gray. Yeah. They're very, very rich. Oh, she's she's so precious. She's so totally, she's, totally she is. precious. Yeah. She is, yeah. But it's cool, you know, that I had that dream and it has turned out both things are true, you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, how are you doing? I'm much better. Okay. How is your sadness right now? Yeah, it's about a, it's about a two. Okay. And what, what do you think would be a good, what would you need for it to just be like, you know what, I can, I don't need to. Part of it also is that, you're a lot more tender, right? You notice that the hormones are just really like raging through you. Yeah. It's a huge adjustment. It's a huge adjustment for you too. Really, are you done bleeding, or you're still bleeding a bit? I'm still bleeding a bit, but not much. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know your body's also really adjusting, and everything is like taking place. Would you? Would you? I, I would really invite you to just go back and. And create that space. Are you are you willing or interested to just create that time with her, that time that you may not remember, but you can make it be what you want it to be? Well, can I say some other talk? Say something else that was on my mind too. Of course, of course. Um, there was a part of me that um, you know the the whole experience was so profound and intense and spiritual and, and amazing and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a part of me that doesn't want to leave it. I want to stay in it. <laughs> you know, mm. so every day that passes, it puts more distance and I'm processing more. And it's like, I don't want to let it go. I want to be back there, you know. Yeah. I want to be, I, I want to still be in it. Yes. Like as okay. if I'm losing it, you know. Yes, yes. And tell me what, because there's, there's a, I'm guessing it's the level of also of the intensity. There's a part, I'm curious if there's a part where, as we talked on last time that we spoke, this past week, I mean, this couple of days ago, you mentioned that there was a moment where you were so scared that you felt you could potentially die. Yeah. And I have heard many, many times where when you, when your mind takes in that, possibility, 
then everything gets heightened, like everything, you know, the cold adrenaline and everything that is flowing in your body, it's so incredibly, like you're, who was it that said, like you're never more alive than a moment where you think or where you consider that you could die. Yes, yep. Right? So I'm curious if it was just like that intensity of like, oh, my God, I could I could die. And this is so, so intense. Yeah, absolutely. And there were so many spiritual, like hugely spiritual moments. Like my mom visited me through through a nurse. Oh, you didn't tell me about that. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. Yep. Mm. Well, did she did she say how how was how did that play out? Like you were. She was being. Um, this woman was just being incredibly kind to me and so nurturing. And all of a sudden, it came to me in a rush. I just said, without even thinking, I said, you're an angel sent to me by my mother. And then she had this, like, look in her eyes that was just otherworldly and so profoundly loving. It wasn't the look that she'd had a you know, a few minutes ago, and like I, a recognition, I, like yeah. somehow, yeah, wow. Yeah. It was almost too intense for me to hold her gaze because it was so steady. She looked at me without wavering, with this sparkling, loving eyes. Yeah. You know, she was a stranger, you know? Yeah. It was, um... And I, I started to cry when I said that, and then my um, my friend Melissa was there, too, and she said, you know, she started to cry, too, because she, she recognized the moment, and she lost her mom, too, and she just... It was like all three of us had this, um... It was really powerful. Yeah. But there were so inc- such incredible gifts in the whole birth. It sounds like it was amazing. It was totally amazing. There were incredible gifts and incredible highs and, and you know, fear and terror and <laughs> yeah, comas and, you know, just... Uh, and that's the thing, the further... It's, you know, I kind of... It's sort of similar to how I felt when... I was grieving my mom's death. <laughs> when she died, it was like there was something incredibly painful about being in that immediate phase right after she died. But the, the more time passed and the more I grieved, the more distant we became. Yeah. And the more I separated from her and the more... And there was a part of me that didn't want to do that, you know, that wanted yeah. to hold on to the grief because it was all I had left of her. And as, as I released the grief, I I had her less and less, if that makes any sense. Yes, of course. And that's I, kind of how I feel about this situation, too. Yeah. And what would you, how would you like to stay connected? Because right? one of the things that are, it's very, and I, I totally hear you, so there's two, two things that come to mind. One is like, how could you still bring the angel of your mom to this moment? 
to just feel what she is with you. You know, to just imagine when it's just the two of you, maybe before bed or at any point, just to talk with her and say, Mama, I, want, I would like you to be here and I want you to meet Saoirse and be with her. And I just, I want you to just meet her and, and be with me. Yeah, that's amazing. She's already here. Like, you know, I, I, um, I just don't tap into it that often. Right. And you but said, I mean, the right? minute you say it, I know that she's here. Like, she's been here the whole time. Right. And be able to maybe acknowledge her for your own heart's sake to just say, oh, my God, I'm so happy that you're here and that you get to meet her and to guide me and help me. And step into it. I remember that I had a client, um, was a, an older lady who loved her husband, and she said, when my children are not around and nobody's around, I, I continue to talk with him. He's with me. I, I don't care what others say. I'm not losing him. I really need to talk, to continue talking with him. And she had all these conversations with him. Her husband? I mean, she, yeah, with her husband. And he would answer her. I mean, they, they had been together for like 45 or 50 years. She knew exactly what he was going to respond to everything and all, all his ideas and everything. And she had these conversations with him. And I was like, why not? Why not? Yeah. Who, who am I to label these in any way? It's like, I think it's perfect. Yeah. So yeah. why not so just have them? Yeah, and I, I want to have, I want to keep this experience dear and close yeah. without letting, like, without, and I want to grieve it. I want to grieve it and process it, and I want it to stay with me. I don't want to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing, Deb, that I have found that is extremely challenging, because I fully understand those moments in our lives, like this one, it feels like it's such a pleasure and such a humongous, I don't even you know, such a humongous event in your life that of course is like has to be pleasant and you want it to really be there. And one of the hardest but the most rewarding things in life as well is that to be present with where, what is happening right now as well. Yeah, exactly that too. Because what's happening now is so precious. Exactly. So it's like right. remember, you know, take your moments. Maybe you can. If you're, there's a moment before you fall asleep that you can just, you know, breathe and remember the experience and be in it again. Invite your mom and really feel like everything exactly as you want to remember it. And put yourself in, in, in a way that you remember the angels there, remember you having your hands on her. Just, you know, just really create it the way you want it. And then when you're present with her, also remember to be here and now, because here and now it's also so precious. It's totally precious, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's really precious. And both both are true. They they want you know, and it's totally fine that you don't want to let go of the intensity and the yeah. I think that something really incredible happened for you because we talked about how you felt such love and care and. Just like everybody was there holding you in such a way yeah. that I don't think you ever experienced that in your life. That's totally true. Right. Yeah. So 
it's like it's such an amazing, amazing experience that you want to, you know what I would invite you to do is just maybe believe it as the, you know, the minute that you wake up or when you just have, like, even if it's 30 seconds of just quiet, but just, like, allow yourself to, like, breathe in and really, like, absorb all the love, the care, and the beauty of it. Yeah. Because there's so much else going on that I wonder if there was, like, you couldn't take all of it in. Yeah. And you're still processing, right? Mm. It was incredible. I've never had so much abundance in my life in that way. Right. Right. That's exactly what I mean. So how, what, what could you do to just, like, breathe it in, continue to allow your heart to breathe in and just, like, really take in the, the amazing amount of abundance of love and care that has been present? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you, you are right, things shift, and as, you know, she grows stronger, you know, and then, you know, she's, there's going to be, you know, right now there may be a lot of people that are present, and then it may be more, more and more periods of time where it's just the two of you. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's great now, but, I mean, it's, yeah, it'll, it's just so precious right now because it's so raw, and it's, Nonverbal and it's um, it's so visceral and so physical. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And it's so intense. Like we're so it's it's we're just so we're both so I don't even know the word. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, precious. It's just like it's like yeah. full love. It's like amazing, isn't it? It is. It's incredible. Yeah. I had no I just I had no idea it was gonna be like this. I'm totally bowled over by it. <laughs> in <laughs> such a positive way. Like the instantaneous and I've actually loved her even before you know, she was born and during the whole I really had love for her. Um from the beginning. But <clears throat> I had no idea it was going to be this powerful. Yeah, it's, in, it's really, yeah, it's just so amazing. Yeah. I never felt anything like this. I, I mean, I'm thinking about when my mom died, mm. or when Aunt Evelyn died, there was some, um, that level of intensity, but this is all joy, and, you know, it's sort of like, it's so unconditional, it's like, and it's so committed. There is nothing she could do to make me not love her and support her and be committed to her. Yeah. No matter what she does or who she becomes, it's, I've never felt that way about anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. It's, yeah, that's all the, all, all the stuff that has been written about moms, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think about, I compare it to the love I've had for men and, it just it minimizes. It makes the love that I've had with men seem piddly and small. Yeah. Which is weird because all this time I've been longing for that love and intimacy with a man. And now I'm sort of like 
eh. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I still want it, but it, it, it just feels so, and granted, I haven't had the love of my life yet. And maybe, right. you know, it'll be better than what I've had so far, but. Um, oh, but it still doesn't compare. I don't think it compares. Because yeah. it's, it's so, yeah, this is, it, the love for a child is so, I don't know, raw, unconditional, visceral. It's just uh, natural. There's, there's, you know, you know, there's no negotiation. There's no. It's completely different. It's just, it's just there, yeah. right? It's like there. It's present. Yeah. And it's just like overpowering, and you know, just it's like, yeah. It's, really, it's really, immutable. It's it's absolutely yeah. immutable. Like nothing can change it. Yeah. And the love for a man is like conditional on this and that, and it probably won't work or it might not work, and you might separate. <laughs> like you know, there, it, it's the love with a man is it could be ephemeral, right? Yeah. So and far, it's all, with, it has been right. Yeah, completely, completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I would say that just it, it sounds like that is a deep, deep sadness. Is it still at a two? Where where do you feel it is right now? Um, it feels like it's around a one and a half. Like there's still a little bit there, but it's I'm sort of it's more like relaxed. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, reinterpreting it as I didn't abandon her. I was, we were convening in a totally different way. Yeah. And you were both there. You were really, I think you were both there in a similar, my guess is that you were both there in a similar um, presence, state of presence. Like where you, you were hard on body, but the mind was not very present. It's just taking in way too much, integrating yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah. That's what I Yeah. And it is true that it's... Don't forget that it's also the grieving of the, the, the fact that she's not inside of you as well. And that is yeah. real. Oh, yeah. I can feel that. That's real. Now it's just you again. Yeah. At least in your body, right? It's not... It's like there's a transition. It's like, okay, now... And just me again, but I have this incredible, incredible baby. Hmm. Yeah, and and I knew that when I was pregnant, but it was it, it was hard to live in that constantly while I was coping with the physical aspects. Like, of course, but it and it also is it is it okay for you to slowly forgive yourself that. It was it was it was real. It was intense. It wasn't it was very uncomfortable to be in your body. It wasn't you didn't make it up. It was uncomfortable. It was painful, it was scary. And and the whole time you were there. The whole time you were there with her and whenever you felt better you talked with her and you and all the time you were really present. Yeah. I need to forgive myself. That's something I would like to I need yes. can we do a round or two on that? Yes. And I think that this may require a little bit more, but we could do a couple of rounds if you want to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
And now let's go to the karate chop point. <sighs> even though it was really uncomfortable being pregnant, even though it was really uncomfortable being pregnant, and at times it was so painful, and at times it was so painful, that that actually was a focus of my experience. That that actually was the focus of my experience. Because it just was right in the forefront. Because it was just right in the forefront. Reminding me of my body being in a, what would you call it, in a just uncomfortable place, in adjusting, what would you call it? Reminding me... Making me fear for the mortality and limitations mm-hmm. of my body. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It created mortality fear. Yeah. yeah. Safety fear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that definitely took my attention. And that definitely took my attention. When I, when I really wish I could have been present 100% for my baby. Yeah. When I really wish I could be present. Could have been present 100% for my baby. Take the breath. Let it go. I would love to forgive myself. I would love to forgive myself. For being human. For being human. For getting scared. For getting scared. For being distracted. For being distracted. Because it was too intense at times and I couldn't be present. Because it was too intense at times and I couldn't be present. I would really like to forgive myself. I would really like to forgive myself. And accept that I am really human. And accept that I am really human. And it's scary to lose my humanity. And it's scary to lose. What do you mean by that? Because you could die. Oh, and it was scary to feel afraid of dying. Right, exactly. And that definitely took my attention. And that definitely took my attention. I still wish I could have been 100% present with her. I still wish I could have been 100% present with her. And that's my heart and my soul wanting to know how important she is. That's my heart and my soul wanting to know to how important. Yeah, how to let her know, sorry, to let to her let know. her know how important she is. Yeah. Because truly she at this point she's even more important than I am. Because truly at this point she's even more important than I am. Isn't that true? Um in the sense that if something were to if there was a choice between her and you and this is a this is a tough one. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> I have had more time, and I feel like if anything were to happen, where you know it's either her life or mine and my daughter, I'm like I have no problem dying. If she, I, I would much rather prefer that she's alive. You know, yeah, in that I, sense. I, yeah, I can understand that. Yep. You know what I mean? But do I, I don't care? like that choice, though. I don't want to. <laughs> of course, of course, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Hmm. Okay, just stepping into. <sighs> she truly is the center of my life. She truly is the center of my life. And I want in every cell and in her heart to know that. I want her in every cell and in her heart to know that. 
And I would love to forgive myself for not having been able to do that every moment. And I'd love to forgive myself for not having been able to do that every moment during my pregnancy. Right. So tapping through the points. I would love to forgive myself. I would love to forgive myself. Because I wish that I could have been 100% present with Sierra when I was pregnant. Because I wish that I could have been 100% present with Sierra when I was pregnant. I wish I could have just delved in this spiritual and emotional connection with her. I wish I could have delved and lived in the emotional and spiritual connection with her. Present with her inside of me. Present with her inside of me. Enjoying the miracle of her developing and growing. Enjoying the miracle of her developing and growing. And deeply connected with her in every moment of my pregnancy. Deeply connected with her in every moment of my pregnancy. I really, as I even say these, I'm making these happen. Even as I'm saying this, I'm making it happen. Did you see that? Can you bring that you're bringing up that that possibility that even though it was not exactly like that, that your wish can make it be true that that was present? I don't totally get that. <laughs> Okay, that's okay. So what is it that you experience? That's so many dingings, sorry. Okay. That what do you experience? Do you experience it? Is it regret, sadness? Take a breath regret, chicken. Yeah. yeah, regret. Yeah. Regret. Yeah. Regret, you know, that I, I mean, I knew this. I said this to you. There's something mm-hmm. I know I'm missing here. I know I'm missing something here. I don't know yeah. how to get in touch with it. Right. And so I, I, do you remember how uncomfortable you were? Yes, I really do. I haven't forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, I do. There's loads of pressure and, and, Yeah, the fear and the discomfort, and absolutely, it makes so much sense, right? It's like, so let's let's bring it up. I I, I regret all the all everything that took my intention and my desire away, right? All my energy away from the experience. I regret everything that took my attention and energy away from that experience. And I did everything that I could to solve it. Yeah. And I did everything I could to solve it. To feel better so I could be present from a loving place. To feel better so that I could be present from a loving place. I did everything that was... Laura? Yes. I have to stop now. I hear her crying. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. That's totally fine. Good, good, good. Yeah. So you can repeat these or we're going to meet again. Okay. No, no, no. Go, go, go. Okay. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Of course. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.